All right. Revelation chapter 2, verse 20. I'm just going to read this verse to start with. I've been brooding over this message for weeks now, so <laughs> I hope that I can convey it as what's in what I've got in here. I hope you'll understand and listen. I hope you'll listen so you'll understand. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, who calleth herself a prophet, which calleth herself a prophet, prophetess, to teach and to, to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. All right, now, <clears throat> this message is not an attack on women. But women ought to be able to take preaching as well as men. They need preaching too, just like men do. It's a message for women because all of this, most of this applies to women. And, and it's a message for men who are responsible for allowing women like Jezebel to be in control. Now the traits, now you say, what can we do? Well, there's, you, you just don't have to suffer it. You don't have to put up with it. Should not, it just should not be. Say, so how do you do it? Well, <laughs> that's a message for men. We're preaching to the women tonight about Jezebel. The traits of Jezebel all speak of pride and rebellion and selfishness, don't they? That's what is manifested in a woman who has, who's under the influence and control of a spirit, the spirit of Jezebel. These things are ugly and they're abominable in anyone, men or women. Pride and, and rebellion and selfishness are not comely things for a man or a woman or a child or anybody. And when these same traits are exhibited by a man, it's now popularly called toxic masculinity. <laughs> Ain't it? If a man's proud, if a man's rebellious, if a man's overbearing, if a man's controlling, then he's a toxic masculinity. We got to get rid of him. Something got to be done. He ain't fit to live. Don't let him speak. He ain't got no place in nothing. But if a woman does it, she can take over anything. The home, the church, the job, anything. But with this worldly attitude and acceptance of what is abomination to God, and this is abomination to God, when a woman has this spirit, I want you to know, I can tell you 100% sure that she has the spirit of rebellion, it's, and it's an abomination to God. God didn't make women to have that kind of spirit and to have that kind of personality and that kind of, of, of atmosphere around her. He didn't make her for that. And it's abominable in his sight. But it seems to be pretty much what's, uh, what's permeating and dominating in the churches now, isn't it? Oh, yes, well, of course. It's a sign of the end of the cycle of good and evil when, when, when women rule over them and ch ch uh, children are their oppressors. I believe that the seven churches here, and of course here this puts me outside the camp again because there's a standard 
uh, way of interpreting these first three chapters of Revelation where it's the it's different stages of the church age. And I just don't agree with that at all. I think that it's more about the the it represents more to about the major spiritual problems that affect churches through all ages. Yes. And that's what I think. Yes. It fits so much better. Yeah. Why do you want to interpret it in some mystical way like that? God didn't put that in there for that. Jezebel wasn't in just one part of the church age. Jezebel's in every generation and in every church part of the church age. She ain't never went away. Nope. She was in the Old Testament. She's in the New Testament. So, Jezebel gets in the church and God said something about it here. And not, and, and, and so, Jezebel's always been a problem. But when Jezebel's allowed to take over the churches, it's gonna bring the judgment of God down. Cause the next verse says, I, and I gave her space to repent of her fornication and she repented not. Behold, I will cast her into a bed and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. And I will kill her children with death. And all the churches shall know that I am he which searcheth the reins and hearts. And I will give unto every one of you according to your works. So that's what God is going. God will respond. If we don't respond, God will respond. Yes. Oh, my, yeah. And that's what he said he would do. Now, either you repent of this and you stop this and you do not suffer this to be so, or I'm going to kill your children. I'm going to judge you. So since the Bible has a lot to say about men who are false prophets and have eyes full of adultery and who will lead silly women captive, I think it's necessary once in a while to address the same problem in the women. Yes, sir. How many preachers will? Uh -oh. <laughs> no, because I mean, it'll clear the church out. I mean, he'll be hung up to dry. Absolutely. So since I've got the, the you know, I've got an open door to do that. I don't think, I think everybody will be here next service just like they are tonight. I think all of you that will agree with everything I say here. Yes, sir. I don't think I'm going to say anything that's going to, if it is offensive to you, you're in spiritual trouble. Yes, sir. So, I don't think any woman that loves God will be offended by the things that I'm going to say. No. I really don't. Jezebel was a proper noun. It was the name of a woman in the Old Testament. And there's a lot of, there's a whole story to Jezebel. Most of you know all about it, don't you? I hope you do. But it has become a sort of a, an adjective or a synonym that describes any woman who has the same traits as the wicked wife of Ahab, the king of Israel. We're not going to go back to the Old Testament and pick through everything, every instance of Jezebel and what she did in all of that episode of her life, but, uh, but we could. And, and the, what I'm going to do is give the definition and, of the words and stuff, and it'll be very plain <laughs> what she is, what this spirit is, and how it manifests itself. I got a surprise when I started studying her name and what it meant. <laughs> Have you ever looked it up? Have you ever studied it in the, in the Bible dictionaries and all of that? And, See what that, what that root word of her name it means? It means, are you ready for it? You're going to be surprised. It means 
chaste. I mean, C-H-A-S-T-E, chaste. Several, I, I, I found several uh, dictionaries that identified it as that. And it also means unhusbanded. That means like a virgin, like an unmarried virgin. Pure. Boy, that was just the opposite of what she was. And although her name described her one way, her character and personality said the very opposite about her, didn't it? Isn't that something? Just as God has adorned a woman with softness and delicateness in her face, in her voice, in her hands, with her whole body, as well as her emotions, God's enemy would take all that away from her in exchange for the illusion that she's equal to a man. This absurd. That's abominable. It's abominable to me. It's abominable to God. And it's abominable to everybody that loves God, loves His way, believes His Word, and lives by His truth. So it's a spirit that comes from Satan to the mind and heart of every woman who models herself in the image of this most evil woman named Jezebel. (laughs) She's deceived in her mind and in her heart. She's full of pride and bitterness and rebellion against God's divine order itself. There's no other... There's no other way you... You can't deny that. The spirit of Jezebel that gets in women is a rebellion against God. It's not against men. They think it's against the man. It's the man that we're fighting against. It's the man that we got to usurp. (laughs) Yes, sir. No, it's God that's your problem. Right. Men didn't make you. Man didn't make you. God made you. Like you are. And He made a station for you in life. A place for you in life. And you want to throw it all away and be a man. She wants to be what a man is. And God didn't design any part of her for that. And it's amazing that toxic femininity measures the worth of a woman by how much she's like a man. Did you ever think of that? They really do. That's their standard. A man is their standard to shoot for. But yet they're better than a man. They want to usurp a man. (laughs) The same traits that are abhorred by them in a man are applauded and admired in a woman. Yes, sir. Strength, authority, leadership, any, etc. Every trait that that God made a man to have That's what a woman is applauded for, but she abhors it in a man. What does she want a man to be? Just a limp rag? Does she want a man to be timid and cowardly and cowering before? Is that what they want? Webster defines the word Jezebel like this. You can look it up in the dictionary. Noun. It's an impudent, daring, vicious woman. Now that's the way Noah Webster defined Jezebel. An impudent, daring, vicious woman. 
Alright, so since we're uh, not as educated as they were back in Noah Webster's day, we need to look at each one of those words. Yeah. Find out what they mean. Because I guarantee you, if I say who can tell me what impudent means, probably all of you are uncertain and confused. Most of you would be. Well, so I'm going to read it to you. Impudent means shameless, wanting modesty, lacking modesty. She's, not, she's immodest. She likes to show off her body. So she's shameless. She likes to show off her body. That kind of fits all of these influencers, doesn't it? Yeah, it kind of fits all of these feminists because they're all that way. It means uh, bold <laughs> with contempt of others. And here's the last one. Saucy. Saucy. Oh, everybody likes that. She's got a little spunk to her. I mean, she's got a little spirit. She's, got, she's saucy. And everybody kind of admires it. That's Jezebel. God didn't, that's not the way God said, that's not what he said about what's of high price in his sight. No, no, not at all. You proud of being saucy? Huh? You proud your daughter's saucy? It's Jezebel. That's what it is. You ought to be ashamed. It goes along with immodesty and it goes along with shamelessness. It goes bold. You're glad you're bold enough to speak your mind. You're glad your little girl will tell everybody, give a piece of her mind. You're glad she'll tell them what she thinks. Jezebel. That's Jezebel. Daring means having courage sufficient for a purpose, challenging, def- defying. A bold, courageous, uh, it means bold, courageous, intrepid, fearless, adventurous, brave, stout. These are all things that the feminists strive for in women. They encourage women to be bold, to be strong. Yes, sir. Because that's what a woman needs to be, should be. She ought to be allowed, but she has to be allowed to do that because something evidently is standing in her way. What, what is it in her way? Men, says her, but it's not men, it's God. God put a conscience in her and a nature in her that, her, that this evil spirit that's taken up residence in her soul goes against She's at war within herself. Like all spiritual battles and all spiritual invasions and oppressions and possessions, that's what's going on in her heart and mind. Audacious, impudently bold and defying. I I just get lost because I go looking up those words and it just confirms Everything that I'm saying here, it confirms every attribute of these rabid feminists and rebellious women in homes, in churches, in schools, in everywhere else. As in heaven-daring, bold and defying, as in heaven-daring, defying almighty power. 
Daring. That's the definition of daring. Defying Almighty God. And that's one of the words that defines Jezebel. She's daring. Well, that's what you're doing. When you demand, when, you're, when you desire, when you go after these kind of things that the feminists preach, this women's lib, this uh, women being equal to men, women having every right of a man, well, that's, you know... That's what you're doing. Daring. Yes. You're, women are not equal to men. What kind of fool believes that nonsense? Right, right. Are women inferior to men? Well, it depends on how, what your measuring stick is. Depends on what you're gauging it by. God made man and God made woman. And he didn't make one higher than the other. But he made them different. And he made them to have different stations in life. And that's God's way. And it's the right way. And it's holy, holy matrimony. This other stuff is not holy. By any means, any way. It says, it, uh, daring means, uh, well I got through that, vicious, vicious. Characterized by vice or defects. Defective. Faulty, imperfect. You got something wrong with her. You got something wrong with you, ma'am. If you got a spirit like that, if you got a mind like that, if you got an attitude like that, if you got a spirit like that, you're faulty, defective. There's something wrong up here. Something's come loose. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It means addicted to vice, corrupt in principles or conduct, depraved. Wicked. Oh my. It's just getting worse and worse, ain't it? It also means wanting purity, just like one of the other words meant. Not pure. A woman is not pure when she has an attitude like this, when she has a heart full of desires like this. It means bad, foul, noxious. That's what this word means. It's one of the words Webster used to define Jezebel. It means uh, not correct or pure, corrupt. It means not well tamed or broken. Oh, they'll take pride in that. You can't tame me. You can't hold me back. Given to bad tricks, unruly, refractory. See, this all came from Jezebel, who was Ahab's wife. I mean, she set the standard. She was the epitome of this spirit of Jezebel. And see, Jesus, in Revelation chapter 2, used her name to define this kind of woman in the churches. He said, you suffered that woman Jezebel. Now, it wasn't Ahab's wife. She's long gone. He ain't talking about her. He's talking about women like her. Women who have the same spirit as her. Uh-huh. Jesus used her name as a, as a blanket cover, an adjective to describe that kind of woman yes, in the church. You suffered her to teach and call who calls herself a prophetess. Mm. Here's some inspiring quotes by feminists. You want to hear some? Throw me to the wolves and I'll come back leading the pack. 
bro. Yeah, boy. That's impressive, ain't it? You know what that makes me do? Laugh. It doesn't make me say, whoa, what a woman. It makes me laugh because it's, it's pitiful. You're a goddess. Own it. Gender equality will only be reached if we're able to empower women. This girl doesn't need any saving. She can save herself. A strong woman is heat resistant and storm bracing caliber. There's nothing she cannot handle. Yay, women! Unite, women of the world! She was a wild one, always stomping on eggshells that everyone else tiptoed on. See this spirit? This spirit. These are real quotes of women who think they're being real smart and witty and wise. Feminism, like every other creed or movement, talks a lot about community and bringing, uh, you know, being part of this, this most noble and just cause. It's marketed as an identity that you should desire. See, says, here's another quote, behind every successful woman is a tribe of other successful women who have her back. So men, you better hide yourselves. You better be careful because we're going to get you (laughs) and we can get you. We're powerful. Each time a woman stands up for herself, she stands up for all women. Stands up for herself. Against who? Against what? What about what? What? That's right. Be a woman who supports other women. Compliment each other. Give words of encouragement. Empower each other. And watch out for the men and make sure you say a bad word about them every time you can. Empower. You hear that a lot. Women need to be empowered. They... I've heard them say, you know, that's when I was empowered. I felt empowered. It's always feel. I feel empowered. How do you feel empowered? Well, empower. To give legal or moral power or authority to. Ooh. She, She calleth herself a prophetess. Legal or moral power or authority. To empower means to give them that right, that, uh, authority, to discern, declare, decide moral <coughs> authority or legal authority. To authorize, either by law, commission, letter of attorney, natural right, or by verbal license. To give physical power or force to enable. <coughs> so here we go. Let me take a break a minute. Y'all got me hollering. <laughs> If I can just be still for a minute, it'll settle down on me. Why would a woman or anyone else be so set on being empowered? What if men said that? I feel empowered tonight. (laughs) What if men did the same things that women do to be empowered, to feel empowered? Run around naked, yeah. How would that be? (coughs) What is this lust for power about? Why do they need power? Why do they feel 
that they don't have any power or influence or part in life, in family, in church, in anything. Why do they feel they have no part? Why are they not satisfied with their part? Why are they angry with God for putting them in that part? I'll tell you, it's about subduing others and exalting self. That's why you want power. That's why Hitler wanted power. That's why all these goobers running for president want power. That's why anybody that runs for Congress wants, wants it. They want power so they can... Isn't, isn't this the very basic element of sin? Selfishness? You know, wanting power in order to subdue. Isn't that sin about doing what I want, when I want, with whoever I want, to whoever I want? It's me. I matter. What I want, what I think, everybody else don't count. I don't care what anybody thinks. Isn't that the very basic thing about sin? Because the law of God and morality, the law, the moral law of God is about how we live together on this earth. And don't trespass against one another. Yes. How you, you know, the, the whole law summed up, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love thy neighbor as thyself. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. So how in the world can you have this kind of attitude, spirit? I don't care if you're a woman or a man. How can you have this and be anywhere near right? How could you think you're a prophetess? Wow. Or even right with God at all. When you've got this kind of spirit or any of it. Any of it. You know, things go together. <clears throat> you can't just, you say, well, I don't dress immodestly, but, well, yeah, but what about that, all the rest of it? Huh? Yeah. Do you resent your station in life? Yeah. I'll tell you, men ought to have to get pregnant. Why would a woman be expecting a baby and have that kind of an attitude? Well, she's got the spirit of Jezebel. Yes. That's why. Yes. She ought to be happy and thrilled and thankful that she gets to do what a man can never do. Exactly. There you go. It's true. <laughs> it's funny how it's, it usually goes this way. That why do women want to be men? <laughs> now, since the women want to be men... The men want to be women. I'm getting probably getting this out of order here, but I don't really believe, you know, you can say the men, where's the men? And they're gone, and that's the problem. If we just had some men, no, I think the women's the problem. Yes. If the women would act like women, the men would act like men. Yes. But the women won't act like women. They're trying to act like men. And so the men don't want them. You're not appealing. You're not desirable nope. to men or nobody else. Right. The, only one you, the only ones you got to run together with the rest of those rebellious Jezebels that you call your friends. Right. That's right. It's the only place you can go to soothe your sores. Right. And it don't soothe your sores. You're never happy. You're always in a turmoil inside. Because you're resisting God. Mm -hmm. That's what the problem is. 
This is the very, it, it is to exalt self. To be empowered is to exalt self, to subdue others, and to be able to have your own way in all things. Now that's what it's about. You want power? Why does a woman want to be, want to feel empowered? I don't hear him saying too much about being empowered. It's feeling empowered. Did you ever notice that? <laughs> well, I shouldn't laugh like that. When I hear myself laugh in the recording like that, I say, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. But I do it anyway. It's just a thing I do. So forgive me. Throw something at me when I do it, and maybe I'll stop doing it. And, and why is it that these modern women who talk about being empowered think that taking off their clothes empowers them? Is that the only thing they have going for them that they can use to control men? I'd like to ask one of them that. I would ask them. I would. Because it would be good for them to stop and think. Are they so undesirable in their personality, in their character, in their intelligence, and their attitude that taking off their clothes is the only way they can get noticed? Yes, sir. Do they not have enough of a brain, enough of a, a ability to be somebody that other people would like, that they have to do that? Oh, brother. It's ridiculous. It's phony. Don't tell me. You've, I've heard them say it. That's when they felt empowered. <laughs> so the Lord's... Re that's demonic. So the Lord's rebuke of this church was that they had allowed this kind of woman to teach and seduce and teach His servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. That's what the Scripture said that we read there. She called herself a prophetess. And they're everywhere right now in all the churches and they claim to be called of God to usurp authority. It isn't just Joyce Myers and all of those, you know. They're in Baptist churches too, everywhere. Same thing. They usurp authority. They think they're called of God to usurp authority, to teach and to be that empowered woman that Jesus called Jezebel. Did you ever... Did you ever Talk to one of them or hear somebody else ask them. I mean, did you ever hear what they declare? They are called of God. These women preachers and stuff. That's what I'm talking about. They are sure that they were called of God. And it was all feeling. How can you be so sure of something that is absolutely 180 degrees opposite of what this book says? God ain't calling no woman to preach. He never did. He never will. No. He never called a woman to pastor a church. Right. Now, I believe that. Yes, sir. And I'll believe it when I die, till I die. And then I'm still going to believe it because yes. it's the truth. Amen. Yes, sir. Because this, that's this book. Yes, amen. I suffer not a woman to teach or usurp authority over a man, but to be in submission. Now, that's the word of God. Now, that don't go with Jezebel. She don't like that. No. Well, the devil don't like any of the Word of God. He puts that same spirit that's in a Jezebel in a man who's rebellious and don't like what the Bible says about him, about his sin, about his wickedness, about his selfishness. The same spirit in everybody. And it's Jezebel. And just because it's associated with women, it's a taboo subject. In the pulpits. 
The Lord doesn't handle words lightly or carelessly. And when he said Jezebel, he meant it to say exactly what the word means, which we've just reviewed here. So let's review that again, the definition of this word again. She's shameless, immodest, full of contempt for others, bold and saucy. <laughs> I'll wear what I want to wear. Ain't nobody going to tell me what I can wear. And I, if I wear a, a bikini and any man goes by and looks at me, if he has thoughts, that's his problem, not mine. That's what it says. Shameless, immodest, full of contempt for others, bold and saucy. That's Jezebel. Yes. It's Jezebel. It's the spirit of Jezebel yes. in that woman. Yes. How do you deal with stuff like that? Well, we've talked about it, haven't we? Mm -hmm. She is daring, challenging, and defying. Oh. You ain't going to tell her nothing. No. no. Can't talk to her. Can't reason with her. Can't explain to her. Can't read the Bible to her. Can't show it to her in the Bible. She ain't going to listen to you. She'll, yeah. she's, she is challenging and defying. Mm -hmm. As in heaven daring, defying Almighty God. Oh. In other words, she's a rebel against God. An order of any kind except what she prescribes. Mm -hmm. She's characterized by vice, addicted to vice, corrupt in principles or conduct, conduct, depraved and wicked. Mark it down. A woman that's got the spirit of Jezebel will do anything. Uh -huh. yes, sir. She will do anything. She'll be an adulteress. She'll be a fornicator because she taught them and seduced them to commit fornication. Yes. She's immoral. It'll always be there. You want to have, wear that badge? You ladies? Huh? You want to have that identity? Well, that's what it is. She's bold, courageous, fearless, adventurous, brave, and stout. Yes, sir. They like to hike trails by themselves. And get killed. That's what happens. I ain't afraid of nothing. I've known women. I've had women that was kin to me that think they can just walk up and down the road half naked by themselves and they're safe as they can be. They could, I mean, tell you. I can handle any man that comes along. <laughs> Bold. Bold. Fearless. It's Jezebel. It's the spirit of Jezebel lying to that woman's soul. Yes, sir. Lying to her mind. Right. Deceiving her heart. She can't handle a man. No. I've told my girls for years, you, you don't have any idea what it's like for a man to get a hold of you. You'll be astounded at how strong a man is, how much stronger a man is than you are. Yes. Oh. Now that's, now there, I say, well, I've seen some women. Yeah, go ahead and tell me about it. Mm -hmm. Tell me about it. Is that the exception or is that the rule? I mean, is, what, what is it? You know, so many women that you're scared of all of them because man, everyone I ever knew could beat me up. <laughs> well, you little wimp. <laughs> yes, not to tr that's not true. Nope. Men naturally, yes. a weak man is stronger than a strong woman. Mm -hmm. 
And you won't know that until one gets a hold of you. Oh. And violence yeah. and lust. But she's bold and fearless, and she ain't afraid of that. She's wanting in purity. She's bitter, spiteful, and malignant. Never. This is never a pleasant kind of a woman. She never adds to the atmosphere. She never adds to the joy of a home, a church, or a workplace. No, she never does. She is a minus on everything, in any situation, with other people, always. She's a minus. Yes, She's the one everybody just avoids. Everybody ignores. You don't want this, ladies, no. girls. No. You don't want none of this. You don't want none of the spirit of Jezebel in you. She's audacious, impudently bold and defying as and I thought I wrote the definition of audacious there. In other words, she's a rebel against God and order of any kind except what she prescribes. She's, and while she is all of this, most people count her as wonderful, noble, admirable. Now, I said most people. No, most other women that are like her. That's the only ones who think she's noble and, and admirable and applauds her. Or else men that have the spirit of Jezebel living in them. Those who speak anything against her are immediately condemned publicly and regarded as toxic people who have no right to speak. And all these traits of Jezebel are the manifestation of pride. Is that right? Y'all listening to me? Is that right? Everything that we've said about her is, is a manifestation of pride and selfishness. Now, pride is manifested a little differently in a man, and it's always abhorred by other men and women who are in their right mind. Nobody likes a proud man. He's abominable to other men, to women, unless they're dumb. And there's a lot of them that are. They fall for that false junk. But pride is manifested in a woman by the spirit of Jezebel and shows itself in all these evil ways. Pride is something that Almighty God hates in all creatures, men and women. Yes. Now, strength is manifested in different ways between men and women. It's not the same. There's, there's the strength that God made man. To have, and there's the strength that God made women to have. It's different. It is not the same. Not the same. Uh, a man does not have a woman's strength, and neither does a woman have a man's strength. true. You know, I've watched my daughters and my wife and others through all the years. And set up with these babies at night and put up with that crying and stuff. And I can't, I'm, no, you know. <laughs> when that baby goes, hey, 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 all right, now just do something. I mean, we ain't going to have that just going on and on and on. <clears throat> I can't do it. Apparently women can do it. Doesn't bother them. Near as much as it bothers me. I guess I'm speaking for uh, 
other men, but I believe that's right. I love babies. I love to hold them. I love to watch them grow up and all of that. But boy, there's a whole lot of it that I can't. I just ain't got the strength for. Changing diapers. Uh. Feeding them, you know. I'm spitting it back at you. and I've done that, but I was never very good at it. I just didn't have the hand for it. My hands are too clumsy and... A woman's hands are made for that. They just work just fine. I watch them sit around and crochet and stuff and you know, and just... And, you know, I'd do it like this. Did you ever notice a woman's hands are different than a man's hands? I can look at a little bitty baby and I can tell by their hands. Don't tell me it's just what you want to be and there's no difference and... No, it's different from the very DNA up. Yes, sir. From the chromosomes on up. Yes, sir. It's different. Yes, wonderful difference. All right. That's by design that a man doesn't have a woman's strength and neither does a woman have a man's strength. I do things all the time that she absolutely can't do. And I really believe there's not a woman in this house that could. Do I hold that against you? No. But I notice women don't want to do that kind of stuff to be equal with a man. I've never seen a woman that's liberated, that feels empowered, want to get under the house and fix the pipes that are leaking or busted. Or get up on the roof and fix something. Or clean out the sewer, the septic tank, it's all plugged up. Never had to fight a woman off for that. This is by design. It's the design of God. And it's the basic principle of life that the devil has been chipping away at for 6,000 years here. In the beginning, he made them male and female. Male and female created he them. It's basic, foundational to life and order to healthy Souls and spirits and minds and hearts. Amen, Mike. Why would anybody want to wreck all that? Why would anybody want to throw it aside and say, oh, we're going to do it a different way? Oh, <laughs> we can see it now in the transgender mess of this generation. That's a result of the godless feminism, which is a device of the devil to destroy God's creation. Oh, it's from the devil. Sure. Even if he has to do it one person at a time. And it must not be allowed in the church. No. The fact that they suffered this spirit of Jezebel in the church, that they put up with it, was what the Lord was rebuking them for. Yes. Because you suffer, that woman Jezebel. Because you put up with it. Because you allow it. Because you won't stop it. <clears throat> this is what's going to happen to you. <coughs> Now, the reason being that it's very basically an attack on God's authority and God's truth. And if it's left to work its way, it'll destroy the church. Mm -hmm. Uh It'll destroy the home. It'll destroy 
a nation, it'll destroy the world. Yes, sir. <coughs> Here we are again. Can't help it. <clears throat> we ain't got far to go. Lord help us. <clears throat> so, God did not make women to be like Jezebel. First <clears throat> Peter three verses one through six. <clears throat> Let me turn there because there's another verse I want to read. First <clears throat> Peter three. <clears throat> Likewise, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Likewise, you wives, be in subjection to your own husbands. No, no, we ain't doing that. That's forget it. <clears throat> They're challenging, bold, you know, rebellious. Being subjections to your own husband. Is that a bad thing? No. Not if everything's right. Yes, exactly. And even if everything's not right, it's still a good thing. It'll be a blessing. It'll bring a blessing upon you, upon your children, yes, sir. on your life. Yeah. If you do right, even if he won't do right, it's what God commands for the woman, the wife. Ain't talking about the man here. But yeah, but if that man, if that blah, 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 blah. No, that ain't got nothing to do with it. God didn't say nothing about that here. Likewise, you wives, be in subjection to your own husbands. To your own husbands. Not to somebody else's husband. Not to the, you know, the boss at work. What it says. <clears throat> well, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives. Now you talk about being empowered. Yeah. It's the only instance in the Bible that it even alludes to that possibility at all. <clears throat> Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Uh, and it says right there that a husband can be won by the chase by the conversation of the of his wife, Is that good? without the word. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I mean, a woman wants to be empowered. She's already been given by God yeah. all kinds of power. <clears throat> While they behold your chaste conversation, coupled with fear, well, that ain't Jezebel. She's got a big mouth. She's, she's loud and stubborn and abideth not in her house. <laughs> well, you just know a little too much Bible when you, you get into this kind of stuff, see? If you just stay ignorant of the Bible, you wouldn't know all this. Oh, yeah. Reckon that's the problem with a lot of them? <laughs> I'm afraid it is. All right, who's adorning? Let it not be that outward adorning of plaiting of the hair, plaiting the hair, or, and of wearing of gold, or putting on of apparel. That doesn't mean there that a woman shouldn't have any gold or never should do nothing with her hair. She ought to just look like a rag doll all the time and just, you know, plain Jane. That's not what it's talking about. Don't adorn. Don't make that your adorning. That's it. You know, don't paint yourself up, fix yourself up, jewelry yourself up, dress yourself up till that's what makes people notice you. Right. 
Till that's what people think about when they see you. But let it be the hidden man of the heart. Who is that? It's the Lord. And that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. God puts high value on a woman who acts like a woman, who acts like He made her to act, who fulfills the purpose and the station in life that He made her for. God counts it as... Of a, it's in the sight of God of great price. For after this manner, in, old, in the old time, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves. That's the way they did it. And then he named Sarah, uh, being in subjection unto their own husband, even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. I'll never call any man Lord. Is that really, does that really, I mean, kirk you? I don't know what word. Does that really make you mad? That really makes something rise up in you and say, Huh? Not me. Not this girl. Well, I've said it over and over, but you got the spirit of Jezebel. If you do. If you do. Anybody's hearing this? If you do. You got the spirit of Jezebel in control of you. <clears throat> Calling him Lord, whose daughters ye are, as long as you do well and are not afraid with any amazement. The Lord came to Abraham and said, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, In the tent. He, did. he went to Lot and Sodom and we don't even know where wife, Lot's wife was. Lot didn't know where his wife was. No. Abraham knew where his wife was. Yes. She was in the tent and she was happy. Yes. Yes, Lot's wife was not at home and nobody was happy. Right, exactly. Yes, sir. God didn't make a woman. He didn't make woman to be a little lower than man. You know, he said he made man a little lower than the angels and crowned him with glory and honor. But how did he make man? Male and female. That's how he made man. That's what he didn't say he made woman a little lower than man. But God made her with profound differences from a man in every aspect of her being. In many ways, she is superior to a man and in many ways, man is superior to her. Both together make the image of God. And that's why God pronounced it very good after He looked on the man and the woman. When it was Adam and the animals, God said, It is good. It is good. But when, the, when he, after He made the woman, He said, It's very good. Yes, sir. Yes, this sir. is what I meant. Yes. This is the image of God. Man alone is not the image of God. Woman alone is not the image of God. It's man and woman united that make the image of God. That's wonderful. Makes it a whole lot better. <laughs> what would it be like if there weren't nothing but men? What would it be like if there weren't nothing but women? Well, the women say there wouldn't be any wars and everything would be just fine. But where would you be living? And what would you be driving? How would you get around? Huh? Who built the roads and who dug the tunnels and who did all this? Women no. or men? Well, that's right. How come it is that women don't get a thrill out of a great big track hole? It's got a bucket as wide as this house. How come you don't look at that and say, Wow, 
<laughs> Women just look at it and say, oh, you're, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care nothing about that. But you won't find a man that won't sit in there and say, wow. Because men have that in them. God made us yeah, different. You know, my wife would come to me with all kinds of stuff. Look at this and look at this color. And don't you like the way those colors just... And I'm just... Yeah, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> but it thrills her. And I've noticed most women are like that. Yes, glory to God. Just like a big old bulldozer does me. Yeah. Or a, or a big jet airplane. How can you... Who built those planes that can fly four times the speed of sound? And who built them that can fly straight up? And bomb everything in the... Yes. In, in its path. Yeah. Yeah. Who designed that? <clears throat> Not women. Yeah. Not women. <laughs> Men and women are different. Thank God. If it weren't for men, women would have no protection. That's right. Well, let me hurry because we're out of time here and I'm almost done and there's a lot of other things I'd like to chase around after here, but let me stick it here, stick with it here. Only the devil who hates God or someone who has a mind like the devil would want to change what God made in his perfect wisdom. God said it's very good. And the devil says, I don't like it. And I'm going to do something about it. You're not going to get by with this. Yes, sir. So who did he attack first? Yep. Every woman should glory in being a woman because God has given to her great advantages in life like bearing and raising children and being the main influence in their formative years of their life. You just can't imagine how important that is and how, uh, how powerful that is in the whole scheme of everything. You're right. I mean, the world. The, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. I believe it. True. Yes, sir. What more do you want? What kind of power do you want when you've already got that kind of power that God Himself gave you and not to men? Every woman has been empowered by these great advantages and opportunities from God to change the world. And a few have done so. A few of them have. <laughs> I believe John Wesley's mother changed the world. Oh, yes, sir. Charles Wesley, we sang a lot of his hymns. Yes, sir. She's the hand that rocked that cradle. You ever read about her and how much time she spent with her children and teaching them and training them? Good thing she wasn't out here chasing after uh, the world and wanting to be liberated and be empowered and have the attitude of the women of our day. She contributed to the kingdom of God from the place where God made her to be, which has more influence and more power than any man will ever have. But get that. That's true. 
Why would any woman want to trade that for being a truck driver or a fireman or a politician or an executive in some company or a naked model? Now tell me why a woman would trade that. I'm not having any kids. No, I want to be an influencer. I'm going to be a model. Or I'm going to be something else. Why would any woman want to do that? This matter is like all other matters of morality. The world is in opposition to God always. Luke chapter 16 and verse 15, Jesus, it says this, and it's Jesus fixing to say, And he said unto them, Ye are they which justify yourselves before men, but God knoweth your hearts. For that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of God. Right. See, you, this spirit of Jezebel is one that justifies itself. Women justify themselves in this because of some low-down man that ain't no good. That gives them the excuse, the right, the avenue to take on this spirit of Jezebel. Shouldn't be that way. You know, the only way for a low-down, worthless man to be rescued is by a woman who will be a woman and not try to be a man. The prevailing attitude in this generation is to suffer the spirit of Jezebel. Put up with it. While the women destroy the churches, the work of God, their marriages, their children, and themselves. That's the prevailing attitude. Just, just what can we do? What can we say? Well, that's why I'm saying something tonight. Y'all women need to watch yourselves. The spirit is strong in the time we live in. It's the prevailing spirit everywhere. And you need to guard your mind and your heart from the spirit that's evil. That's trying to tell you that you are stupid for letting everybody hold you and oppress you. You're not being held and you're not being oppressed. Yes. Everybody's free to do whatever they want to anytime they want to. And everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of garbage. I'm being oppressed. You ain't being oppressed. The attitude of a child of God ought to always be in line with the mind of God and, and as, res, as revealed in the Word of God. We know the mind of God through this book right here. And, you, and everybody, their life, their attitude, their mind, their, it ought to be in tune with this, in line with this. It ought to sink S-Y-N-C-H. Did I spell it right? See? Yeah. It ought to sink with this book. Yes, Lord, help. I've got a thing that keeps all my passwords and it keeps it online and, and it sinks every day. It don't sink like a boat. I mean, sometimes you push a button and it says sinking and then it says synced. That means everything's the same there as it is here. That's the way your life ought to be. Alright, the evil satanic spirit of Jezebel should not be suffered in the home or in the church or the schools or the government or the workplace. Where do you reckon it's the strongest? Reckon it's in the schools? Reckon it's in the government or the workplace or, or the church and the home? Oh, it's in all of those places. All of those places. We shouldn't suffer it. 
Put up with him. Shouldn't put up with him. <laughs> I've never been one to put up with it. Ask anybody. Me and Jezebel don't get along Good. at all. That we clash instantly. Jezebels don't like me. There's going to be people probably that hear this. It's, oh, you know, I knew it. I knew it. And they're going to hate me for saying the truth. It's true. And all it'll do for you is just keep you in misery in your soul. You'll never feel right. It's your own conscience condemning you. You see it? I mean, I just, God put it in women. I've seen women that are absolutely wasted. They've wasted their life. They've lo- they are so corrupted and polluted in immorality and drugs and everything else. And you know what they still, they still say their, their desire is to get married and have children. But it's been so condemned and so criticized and so maligned by this evil feminism, which is the spirit of Jezebel, that it's robbed so many women of of joy, life, peace, uh, blessing, fruitfulness, everything that's good. It's taken. It'll take it away from you. God made you to be a woman and the only way that you're ever going to be happy, satisfied, content, at peace, fruitful, a blessing, the only way you're ever going to make a difference in other lives, in this world that you live in, is by being what God made a woman to be. So, mothers and fathers need to teach their girls to be godly women after God's design. And preachers need to preach the truth concerning the order of God. And, and husbands need to be what they are supposed to be. We're not preaching to husbands tonight. That's a whole other thing. And I guarantee you I can preach to them ten times what I've preached here tonight to the women. But the Bible just, what I just said there... <coughs> There's another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let me read this verse. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge. It's 1 Peter chapter 3, right where we left off. Dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, Amen. that your prayers be not hindered. Uh-huh. <laughs> heirs together of the grace of life it'll only work this way Jezebel can't do it she can't be allowed she can't be suffered amen that ought to help women and it ought to help girls you need to just realize this and you need to it needs to be an abomination to you when you hear other women other girls talking Jezebel talk Bold, daring, saucy, fearless, strong. That's all a bunch of nonsense. 
You need to encourage each other. You know, that's what the Bible says. The older women are supposed to teach the younger women <laughs> to love their husbands, to love their children, to be keepers at home, to be chaste, etc., etc. Encourage. Be an example. You older women, be an example to the younger women. It'll work. It's the way people are happy. It's what makes life wonderful. It is. It is. How could anybody say, I hate women? Because I said all this stuff. How did anybody say that? Maybe not. I don't ever hear from too many people negative. I really don't. Very, very seldom. Because it's just so true. How can you... What can you say? Yes, sir. Father, thank you. Thank you for the Word of God. Thank you for helping us to get through this. And uh, I pray it be a blessing and a help to somebody. It's true. It's important. And Lord, it's, it, it is applicable, very relevant to what is going on around us everywhere. Please help these ladies in our church, help these girls growing up. Yeah. Lord, help them to avoid this spirit, this evil spirit of Jezebel that you warned about here in the second chapter of Revelation. Right. Please go with us now and bless the word to our hearts and minds. Get us home safely. Work in our hearts and lives through the rest of the week and help us to be a blessing to somebody in Jesus' name. Amen.